This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, let's talk about the perception of what we do to everyone in the outside world. This is a tricky question because I don't know why so many people naturally go to health insurance or life insurance. When you're an insurance person, it's never property and casualty. That is really a weird term to consumers. And I don't think we understand that. I think you understand that because you have way more tenure as a consumer of insurance than you do as a marketer of insurance, so to speak. Nobody has a clue what property and casualty insurance means. If you were not in the industry, I'm just telling you, stop using that term because nobody knows what you mean. What's really interesting is I hear a lot of agents in the property and casualty area use the term PNC for personal lines. They don't even resonate that property and casualty spans the gamut of personal, commercial, all kinds of different areas. Property and casualty, PNC, doesn't equal personal line. I've been kind of floored with that type of response, but the consumers naturally go to health insurance and we don't do health insurance. I do something with health insurance that I tell everybody never to do. We would be a dabbler of health insurance. We do have some group health accounts. We write those accounts with one single carrier, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas. And we do that as an accommodation to a handful of accounts. It's one of those things that's like, how do we naturally go think that we are portraying ourselves one way, but the consumer and the business owner that we're selling to and that we're trying to obtain as clients think about us in a totally different way. It's a serious problem, I think, inside of our industry. When I started working with you, you can attest to the fact that I really knew nothing about insurance except for how to market it. And State Farm had been a national account of mine, as had Allstate. And I had worked with both of those organizations from both a national, regional, and with their local agents. And I had worked with some independent agents locally, but I didn't get it. And I have forgotten over the last six years everything that I didn't know. And it kind of came to a bubble yesterday at my house. If you follow our podcast, you know my husband and I are in the process of purchasing a house. And insurance, of course, is a part of that. It was the last remaining part of that, right, is is getting our insurance purchased. And being in Florida, that's a little more of a challenge. And it's so interesting because we were given quotes through our realtor from an Allstate agent and from an independent agent. They were the same four carriers, Universal, Edison, Sage Shore, Florida Peninsula, because we are so limited in Florida, right? And I'm going over this with my husband and I'm explaining the differences and I'm explaining coverages and he's got questions that are beyond my scope of knowledge and so I called the independent agent and I talked her through what he was wanting to know and then served as Shane as Shane likes to put it as chief translation officer to what she was saying in insurance speak to what the cute boy thinks 
in engineering speak. And that was fun and festive in and of itself. And we get off the call and he looks at me and he said, well, if it's the same thing, if it's the same carrier, then I think we should go with the Allstate agent because that's better insurance. And he is still alive and we are still married. But I was just going, do you have any idea what I do for a living? Do you know who who is helping us buy this house? Is not the Allstate agent. It's the independent agents of the world. It echoes and it's just this repetitive thing of how well the big brands have done over the last, I'm going to say four decades and what they've done to establish the brand awareness in the consumer mindset and what we've not done as independent agents to establish quality equals independent agency system. We know that and we know that because we're inside of it and we know the difference between standard preferred independent agencies and non-standard independent agencies. And we know that those organizations don't necessarily go after the same consumer. They don't necessarily play in the same space. But think about the non-intelligent consumer from an insurance intelligence standpoint. That brand awareness is what speaks to them and helps them understand that. And I'm glad you didn't kill him, but I don't fault the cute boy for his assumption of that. I'm sitting here holding two different quotes for him. They both have the the universal logo on them. They both have the elephant, the same information. And also the Allstate agent that is quoting universal had quoted our house being worth so much less than our house was worth. They didn't include the outdoor kitchen, the swimming pool. They put that we had substandard construction for our home as opposed to above standard construction for our home. The agent did all of these things to try to get our pricing as cheap as possible. But when I really dug in and started looking at this, I couldn't even really make Daniel understand the difference. All he was seeing were the numbers. But to him, the fact that it came from Allstate, even though it had the same universal logo as the independent agent, it turned into about a 30-minute conversation of this is the same carrier, it's the same insurance, Florida is just a weird place. And why the independent agent was taking better care of us, even though our premium was higher. And what's really funny is this morning, he called the independent agent and he said, hey, this is what we're going with. And she asked a few questions about numbers. And his response was, I'm doing this to make my wife happy. Whatever my wife says to do, whatever coverage she says we need, just go with it. Kudos to Daniel for making the right decision to compromise in this argument and bow himself out of the argument and saying, whatever my wife says is what we're doing. And the agent was dying laughing. Like you could hear her laughing about it. It's an excellent move for all of you husbands out there. I'm very proud of his maturity and learning as a husband. (laughs) It only took half century, right? It's just a half century in, but okay, we're there. We're getting there. So what's underneath the surface here that I got to go after is we're in a hard market and capacity is a concern and reinsurance capacity is a concern and pricing is crazy and profitability is crazy. And independent agency companies are offering their access on that capacity to captive carriers. That's a pet peeve of mine. So the fact that you were getting the same quotes 
from two different agencies, but one of those agencies is an exclusive carrier agent and another one is a pure independent agency. And they're both offering the same four quotes to you and the same carriers. Hello, McFly. Are you there? This is the problem. It is us versus them. I hate to draw the line in the sand. This is the problem or one of the major problems to capacity for the independent agency channel is that independent agency carriers are giving away that capacity in distribution to the captive channel. We have this going on with Geico's insurance agency. We've got a couple of true independent agency carriers that are writing a ton of business or have written a ton of business with Geico's insurance agency, which is essentially so that their call center agents can offer additional lines of business against their auto. How can this be? This is the call you to the mat kind of question, Mr. or Mrs. Executive at the independent agency carriers is don't tell us that you are running out of capacity if you are also giving your capacity away to the other side of the distribution arena. Don't say that you're committed to the independent agency system if you're going to do business behind the scenes with the captive agency system. I understand everybody has a direct channel. I'm over that. Carriers understand they think they've got to have a direct channel go do that. We understand as independent agencies, that's just some part of the industry that we're not concerned about. What I am concerned about is you saying you're committed to the independent agency system and then you're giving our capacity away and restricting our writings and you're giving that capacity away to the exclusive agency system. Do all state exclusive agents feel the same way because independent agents can sell their products? I suspect they do. It's a different contract, but I also know that Allstate is attempting to merge all of their independent agency brand into National General. And so you've got the Allstate brand attempting to kind of push that to exclusively the EA channel, whereas the NatGen brand would become the independent agency offering for the Allstate organization. I get playing in both channels if you are that organization. What I don't get is independent agent companies with no exclusive agent presence offering their capacity and the ability to write with them to an EA organization as an alternative. What I don't know is, are we really having profitability issues in the independent channel or are we really having profitability issues because we're getting adversely selected across multiple channels? Where's the real answer? And I bring that to the table as more of a challenge to say, I am a defender of the independent agency channel and I want to make sure that we have capacity. And so you bringing this to the table, it's just hit me live on air in the moment that your quotes from the exclusive agent were the same as your quotes from, as far as carriers go, they weren't the same, but they were the same carriers as your quotes from the independent agency channel. And there's a problem. I got a problem with that. That's concerning. I felt the same way. And so I'm so glad that, you know, I brought this up on this idea of person 
perception. Since we're in the middle of this and and you're bringing all of this to the table from the all-knowing, omnipotent, Shane Tatum perspective, how do we fix it? We have the exodus that's been going on from the exclusive channel to the independent channel for at least a good decade, probably a little more than that. But for what I've witnessed, it's a solid decade that we've had this exodus going on. So number one, part of the concern that I have is that our independent agency companies are not as capitalized as they should be to take on the potential market share growth that they could experience, all right? So if you have this transition of distribution that's happening where the captive or exclusive channel agent distribution is migrating its way over time into the independent distribution, then you are going to, of course, see market share changes. And market share and industry reporting that's been coming out over the last little bit has shown this. Like we've seen this 10 to 12% market share growth over the last decade in the independent agency channel in personal lines. And we've seen this modest 1% to 2% growth of direct channel or maybe stagnant in the direct channel, but we've seen this severe decline in the captive exclusive channel realm. Well, that is directly related to that shift in distribution of migration of EAs to IAs. And I I think that we're not necessarily paying attention to that. I mean, so much distribution is coming from agency networks. I would love to be in a room with top executives and say, if you're in personal lines, if you're doing personal lines insurance, bet on the IA channel because you've got to get this straddle the fence mindset out of your organization. You've got to be able to say, we're going all into the IA channel. How do we as independent agents do that? We need to have professional high level conversations and we need to meet our carrier partners in the middle and we have to understand that number one they are our carrier partners that's the first step because we need carriers to be profitable and to have capital and help them be able to hold on and grow their policyholder surplus so that they can sustain this growth opportunity that we want them to achieve because we want to achieve it ourselves. We talked about agency councils. These are really good places that agents need to be serving and being willing to serve so that they can have those direct conversations with the executives of various carriers and say, here's what I feel. Every time you take capacity from me, you restrict my writings, not for profitability reasons of my own doing, but for profitability reasons at the higher level. And I see you still doing business over here with the exclusive organization or having a exposure or capacity in the exclusive organization. Then I question why you had to take it from me. It's sort of a Rob Peter to pay Paul kind of thing. And I want to understand why you do that there's a professional way for us to have this conversation and understand the why. And if there isn't a good why, we as an agency distribution force need to be comfortable, be bold enough and courageous enough to say, please stop doing that. Please bet on me, bet on us, and we will take you into that new place that you want to get to. Sounds like we need to uh, invite some carrier execs on our podcast with us and have this conversation. What do you think? Uh, If their legal departments would allow them to come on our podcast, then that would be awesome. (laughs) Awesome. 
while we're on the idea of perception, let's go from being external to being internal. We're in the middle of this hard market for the, I think we're on the 2,863rd month of this, of this hard market. And it's terrible and it's stressful. And what's the book? The Terrible, Horrible, Very, Very Bad Day. But it's turned into this terrible, horrible, very, very bad season. If we change our perspective on this and we are not trying to gloss over the fact that it is a challenge, but most of the agents that I'm talking with, and I think that you're talking with, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, are in profitable seasons and profits are up within their agency and premium volume is up in their agency. And at what point are we going to start allowing this internal perception to change that this hard market's actually good for our business? This is one of those areas where the natural human nature thing is to jump on the bandwagon. And if you hear negativity, you become negativity. And if you don't separate yourself from that toxic environment, that you become that toxic environment. I think the first thing we have to do is we have to stop taking everyone else's word for it, especially people who are trying to sell advertising and who are trying to get more clicks. We have to say, okay, wait a minute. What does my world really look like? Have you checked your bank account lately? Have you checked your revenue lately? What are you looking at in your key performance indicators that are telling you that your world is terrible? Is it the phone calls with the people complaining? Because aren't you doing the same thing? about other bills that you have. So I think it's this reality of what are we listening to? Who are we listening to? And are we observing our own environment or are we just jumping on the bandwagon of the hard market's got to be bad because everybody wants to be remarketed? And well, you don't have to remarket them. You can find an alternative to remarketing them. We are. We've raised our threshold. We're communicating with our customers. By the way, if you want to be a true independent agency care your partner as an agent, then don't remarket the good business away from the carrier to another carrier because they need that business to stay on the books to regain profitability. So you're just compounding the problem. As agency owners, we have got to get out of the producer mindset and into the business owner mindset. And if you're looking at this through the lens of a business owner, then this is not necessarily a bad thing. If you have that producer mindset, then all heck is breaking loose, right? So this is one of those times where I really think it's important to be looking at it from a business owner perspective. There's two things there as well. I think there's that. There's the producer mindset and you haven't made the transition and you have to make this transition because the producer mindset is is carriers are restricting their writings and I don't have as much business or as many carriers to sell with and I'm fearful that my sales are going to slow down. If you're scratch brand new, yes, I get your concern, but keep in mind everybody's in the same spot and so I still believe there's still carriers in most places. Allstate agents are offering four quotes in Florida. If Allstate agent can offer four quotes in Florida through four different carriers, then more than likely you can too. So the reality of it is, is that you do have something to sell. It may not be the best thing that you've ever sold, but you do have something to sell. But the producer mindset says, if I'm fearful of not being able to sell as much business every day as I've always sold, 
then I am not being successful. That is just not true. Because when we turn over here and we look at premium increases, when we look at revenue increases that are going on and we make that leap, then things do look really good from an ownership standpoint. And our books of business and our agency dynamic is much better than it is in a softening market where we see premium shrinking, where we see revenue declining. We've got to do more sales just to replace the lost revenue from premium reduction. There's this thing of what are you really paying attention to? Are you paying attention to your real data? Are you paying attention to what you hear other people talking about? I'm in several different agency ownership groups on Facebook, and there's a trend that has happened this week. And it's almost like some people within the industry are trying to commit fratricide because now there's this trend that if someone is on agency ownership group complaining about a carrier, then other people are are screenshotting that and sending it to the carrier, which is getting that agent, quote unquote, in trouble. And now we're experiencing that kind of infighting in our channel. Y'all, come on. We are supposed to be grownups. There's phases of hard markets. We're kind of in the panic phase. Unfortunately, when it's your first time through one of these cycles, it is scary. I do understand that, but I also understand that there's a way to do this. There's a professional way. A lot of times through different cycles, not necessarily just hard market cycles, but there are soft market cycles where things where uh, we saw coming out of 08 and the Great Recession, where we saw a lot of agencies fail because they lost significant revenue because they were not diversified. They wrote a lot of, say, workers comp or general liability, and they had a lot of businesses reduce staff, go out of business, and that hurt their agency because they lost all of this work comp revenue. They were lost all of this shrinking revenue for businesses. So their general liability went down. We saw a lot of agencies actually shrink, go out of business, sell. There's a lot of consolidation coming out of 2008 into 2009 through about 2014. Uh, a lot of consolidation as a result of unhealthy agencies. So what happens in these cycles is unhealthy agencies tend to panic and they tend to disrupt the and kind of be in this market cycle of either being forced to merge or sell or sell out and go work for someone as a producer. This doesn't sound good on the surface, but I really want you to think about it before you react to what I'm about to say. It's good to have unhealthy pruning, just like a bush, just like a flower. You have to prune some of that dead weight so that it can blossom. We all understand that pruning is a healthy cycle. What we will see in one of the last phases of the hard market is we will see some of that pruning come to fruition. There will be some struggling, unhealthy, independent agencies, agencies in general, really across all distribution channels that will decide to throw in the white flag. They'll throw in the towel. They'll raise the white flag and they will sell or they will merge or they will simply go out of business 
business and go do something else. This is not bad for the industry. Now, it, it's bad for that person, right? So I want to be sensitive to that. I get it. If you're that person, if you have a somewhat unhealthy agency, then yes, it could be bad for you. But the reality of that is, is that is certainly way in the minority of the number of agencies out there. I don't do this very often, but you know, a little bit of shameless self-promotion here. When I look at other agent organizations and, and groups and then look at ours internally at Integra, it's amazing to me the difference in how our agents are helping each other through this. One of the things that is extremely healthy and one of those hidden sort of values that you don't understand until you get in it, until you're in it and see it, is just what happens with the camaraderie and the guidance and assistance within an agency network. I can't speak for other agency networks. I feel like it's this idea of when things are tough, there are the positive commentators. When things are a struggle, you need a little bit of a uplift in your day, you get that from inside that agency group if you have the right channels. And, you know, for us, we have a private Facebook group and all of our members are part of that and partners are part of that. And it's agency principal only. So we don't allow staff of agents into that. And it's incredible to watch what happens. And I'm kind of this quietly observing. You're a lurker. I'm a lurker, right? I'm not a huge poster. I know Tanya would prefer me to be a little more active, but I struggle with that. It's kind of like, being a it's a proud dad moment you see all these agents and partners and you see them helping each other and you're like yes that's it. You can't put that value on paper. Like, what's that worth? It's completely priceless is what it's worth. It's amazing to watch that happen. And that's why agency networks are the future of independent agency distribution. And I also feel like that's why our agency carrier partners need to recognize the need for capital and surplus and all that so that we can continue to grow those organizations around the country. I'm going to kind of consider this a call out for our carriers. And I don't know if legal would even like for me to do this, but we would really love to have some of our carrier partners come on and and discuss this with us. So consider this an invitation. Reach out to us at IA Forward. We would love to have you and love to have some healthy debate and further understanding here on the podcast to share with our independent agents that are out there listening. That's a great idea. I I love that. Yes, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk. We're not going to be mean. We're not journalists. That's not our goal. Our goal is not to play gotcha. We want to help the industry. We want to help agents understand how and why. And and I think it's a a, a really timely thing to go down that path. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from John Wooden. Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.